You are now listening to Fallen Hour Radio. Got my butt. <laughs> what the hell is that on? I don't even know what that means. It's like when you when they teleport in these stupid well, space balls. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to the podcast. And tonight has been especially one of those nights <laughs> where it's just like extremely hard to get our podcast. This, this has never happened to us ever. I know. It's like I think you, it happened once. You did it. Yeah. You got here at ten thirty. Right? Mm, yeah, about. And what the hell were we doing? Anyways, it took some time to get to the podcast. We didn't get to the podcast at like <laughs> 2 o'clock. <laughs> we got to the podcast at 2 o'clock. My wife leaves for a second. Yeah. And she's she's uh, visiting my brother. My brother lives upstairs. And she has to go upstairs or something. And in this time frame, our animals are freaking out because she's not down here. I know. And meanwhile, the dogs <laughs> going across. <laughs> the animals are, my cats are freaking eating. And these mics are so sensitive, you hear every oh, God. little thing. The grossest part about it, though, was you were getting into a Men in Black story. Yeah. And then as soon as you mentioned that this dude, this certain dude passed away, my dog barked, and then the whole podcast is shut down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's ugly. Disgusting. The reason why it kind of weirded me out was because your camera connects to the Wi-Fi. Right, internet. So, yeah, it has internet access to it. And it just, nope. <laughs> you can shop on They're this camera, by the way. To us. Just... <laughs> That's freaking exactly. Art Art Bell all over again. I know. Art. Art. <laughs> it was like that Art Bell incident. But... <clears throat> no. I doubt we're even on their radar. <laughs> well, just to give you guys a little rundown, if you guys are listening out there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys may be, search us on Facebook at, at Fallen Hour, on YouTube at Fallen Hour, and also we have just launched our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Fallen Hour, and we have some cool things rolling out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to be especially giving you guys a bang for your buck, and I mean, our... <laughs> Our prices are extremely low. I mean, yeah. we're starting at $3. Mm-hmm. Our highest tier is $8. And we want to make make sure that everything is low, especially because we want everyone to get what we were giving out. Yeah. Um, you guys get behind-the-scene uh, access. You guys get early episodes is one of the tiers. Um, you bonus get episodes. Bonus episodes. And we are also planning on doing um, Fallen Hour-like series mm-hmm. of jumping into different... Um, series about different uh, contents like maybe serial killers things of that nature and those will only be available on patreon for i would say about the first like month or two mm-hmm. and then we would put those out on facebook but it'd be the edited version right the ones the... that are in the bonus episodes are 
completely uncut, unedited, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's no filtering, and Marcus is like, it's going to be profane. (laughs) (laughs) Profanity coming at you. And this is going to be a cool thing going forward. So that being said, that is patreon.com slash fallen hour. We'll have another update episode talking about some of the things we're offering on there, unless you want to do that now. I don't think you want to do that now. Mm, Yeah. Mm, yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know I don't even know what you're talking about about our what we're offering on Patreon oh yeah no no okay no well that's basically a little bit of rundown of what we're doing um, if you guys are on Facebook make sure you search us on the go that is Fallen Hour Radio on Apple Podcasts Spotify Alexa whatever podcasting app you have we're most likely on it now that being said I tried stopping myself from saying it <laughs> We tonight's episode we are talking about men in black, strange experiences that we are reading about, yeah. uh, things that have been happening around the world, especially with authors, especially with. Uh, now what? <laughs> see what I mean? It's like this. What was that? I don't know. For uh, some reason, no, I see what it was. What was it? It, it was your cat. Your cat oh, caught something. Gosh, damn. This. Okay, let's just keep going with it. Yeah, I guess. Go. So we are talking about men in black experiences and. We're not going to jump into it as a sense of that these are actual... Not a sense of like just straight government conspiracy. Right. And I, I, I think the thing that sets us apart is especially... I mean, there's a lot of stories where actually we want to believe in. Yeah. But then again, when we investigate something, especially when we're doing an investigative <laughs> series, is that we jump into them almost subjectively. Mm-hmm. As of we look at these stories and we try to pick them apart and... Are they fact? Do they line up with other people's encounters? Are, are they, they just like, like basically something that turned into an urban legend? Right. Are they yeah. refiltering old stories mm-hmm. and things of that nature? And the reason, I don't know how we got on this freaking subject, but I'll tell you guys a quick story about my morning about this weird, oh, this is the weirdest thing. Cause so men in black has always creeped me out. Yeah. Like to the point of, I think it's because you're in that state where you're already creeped out is when you start, something creepy would end up happening right you're overthinking and then something happens you're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i saw this meme on i think um alicia shared it with me on facebook is is why is it when you're alone you think about the most scariest things ever yeah your mind starts racing and running and right going to the worst possible things (laughs) yeah i hate that and it's i don't know so i was um i got up early this morning it's like freaking 6 30 in the morning and I went through my morning routine. And so I go to the room and I'm trying to put on Bob's Burgers. But I already have... I, I was just now watching The Men in Black because we were just watching those last night. All these videos. Not, not the movie. Yeah, not the movie. <laughs> but all these Men in Black experiences, string sightings, and like YouTube videos. And I just now get finished watching that. And I turn that off. I go to my bedroom. And I'm about to put on Bob's Burgers and like sit down for a second or something. I turn on the TV and go... Everything looks normal, by the way. All the menus look normal. Everything's fine. I turn on Bob's Burgers and the discoloration on them was just upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to a scene where it's Bob uh, Bob and Edith. Is that where he's driving Edith around? Yeah. And when, when I, I noticed that their skin color was different and then... It pans to them, and they have the eyes of Coraline, of where they're just black, black eyes. Holes for eyes. It's <sighs> a normal, it sounds normal and everything, but it's just that. And I click on it, and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> I get on my phone, I'm trying to send it to Alethea. I sent it to Alethea. 
I actually get this thing recorded and sent to her, but I didn't save the freaking footage. Yeah, so like Snapchat deletes it right after you right. send it, so now it's gone. So this whole time I'm thinking Men in Black. Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> They're just taunting yeah, you. Yeah, so I shut that off for a second. I go to the kitchen, and I'm trying to get some water, and then... I was like, knock at the door. I was like, oh God, I was like, can't be. They're here. I didn't answer the door, by the way. <laughs> I go peek outside and it's a freaking census lady looking for our brother. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's as far as I've known, Men in Black has been like your ultimate nightmare. Yes. Just not because, like, you know, there's some stories where they, people think, that, you know, there's some kind of government trying to cover everything up. But it's the nightmarish ones. It's like the intrusion. It's those ones that I want to get into. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Those are moth. I was trying to get rid of it. I think we got to stop looking for the flaws in the podcast. Otherwise, they're just going to keep popping up. Like yeah, we have um, our animals in the... What in, you're hearing right now is his cat eating. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you want to go about this podcast? Do you want to just tell your stories about some of these... Um, encounters and then we'll just kind of start dice dissecting dissecting them is that how you say dissecting them right yeah now you had a story about a doctor and i have a a story that's kind of similar to this story Mm -hmm. that happened years and years later maybe like three years ago Mm -hmm. and let's hear this um hopkins story okay why don't you get into that (laughs) I (laughs) i can't stop noticing that cat eating all right, so like the reason why I want to get into these ones is because it seems more more so paranormal, mm-hmm. and that is what really kind of always captured my interest. It wasn't like the whole government like trying to be like, okay, you shut up, or you know, something's gonna happen. Right. It's more so paranormal. Like it's creepy. It is. It's just eerie, and these are the ones that creep me out. Just the thought of it. Like if you if you can imagine it or even fathom something like that happening, it's just ugly right <laughs> it is <laughs> so like okay the um we'll just tell like more the more creepier stories right now but there was this um guy i think it was back in 53 1953 right. his name was dr hopkins and he was um basically he was a consultant for someone i believe that was researching and you know looking into these kind of stories mm-hmm. and he was researching it and he got a phone call he got a phone call and he and it was somebody claiming to be an activist in the UFO community. And he said he was with some agency, I believe. Right. And he said, I wanted to talk to you about your research. But he said the way he was speaking, it was kind of odd to him. Like he had a feeling that something wasn't really right. But he agreed to talk to this person. He said, well, I can, you know, be at your house, you know, and we can talk to you today. He's like, okay. And this is around nighttime. So he was like, okay, well, it's going to be a late night visit. Right. And he hangs up the phone and he walks over to turn on the yard light, you know, the porch light. Right. Um, so this guy can see when he comes to his house. And right when he flicks the light on, this guy was already walking up his steps. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Walking up his steps to his patio. Now, this is a time where there was no cell phones. Right. Um, no only internet. landlines, no internet, no Wi-Fi, nothing like that. Um, if you wanted to talk to someone, you had to be on a landline. And there was no possible way that this guy could be at his doorstep 
that fast. Right. He would have to be like running or something. Yeah. What? Even if he was running, like sprinting across the street or something, if he was at a neighbor's house or it was just some guy trying to play a prank on him, right. he would not get it there that fast. And you also said, and this is actually in his story too, is when he was on the phone with him, his words were evenly spaced. Yeah. Like every he was, time he talked, it was like almost like um, something was somebody was typing this out, and he right. was just repeating it like a robot. Right, just the way he spoke was odd. And now I, you, I remember you talking to me just a few nights ago about how military has access to technology before they come yeah, out, like before they ever, um, like let's say Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or cell phones, touch screens or touch screens. Um, the government supposedly has these things maybe even 50 years before they're released to the public. Right. You know, they, they've, they've had these things. They just haven't released them to people. Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking about that, you know, but still that's just, that's just weird. Like, is it possible that this guy might have had a cell phone or something or is he? No, like, um, there was a, um, you know who what project blue book is yes yeah okay so that was declassified you know not too long ago mm-hmm. and you can actually go in and you know look this up yourself it's uh, open to the public now um they claim that they claim <laughs> <laughs> that the men in black is not a part of any government agency or entity right so written in there they they're saying that they would like to catch one of these things you know the government because- would the way they describe yeah one right. of these things and talk to them and this is like the i think we have to do also a series on that because this is like the holy grail of ufo conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. uh ufo sightings and things of that nature mm-hmm. and they're mentioned inside of that book yeah now this guy okay going back to the story he hangs up his phone and he goes to turn on the porch light for this guy when he comes he figured he'd be there in a few minutes he flicks the lights on, and this guy's already walking up his steps to his patio. It's a disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, right there, that's like a red flag. That's just creepy. Right. <laughs> so he knocks on the door, and he said he was kind of hesitant at first. And, you know, he knocks again, so he opens up the door. And this guy was more adamant about being invited into his home than about the whole research. Like a vampire. Yeah, like almost like he had to be invited in. He kept asking him, can I come in? Can I come in and talk to you? Well, are you going to invite me in? That kind of thing. When He he could have just had the conversation right there. Right. And so he invites him in. And he said the way he walked, he was just like robot-like. He just walks right over to the couch, sits down, sits up straight, and he just stares right at him. And the whole conversation, this whole time this was going on, he didn't blink once. Or breathe. Or breathe. He's like not really moving. He said, like the way he described him was almost like a doll, like a ventriloquist doll. That's disgusting. Just sitting there staring at him. And every time he spoke, his words were evenly spaced. Right. And the questions he was asking were more so rhetorical. Like he was asking him questions, but it's like he already knew the answer. Like he was leading him into the answer. Strange. And... But before, like, you know, this whole conversation happened, this guy sits down and he takes his hat off. When he takes his hat off, that's when he notices this guy has no hair on his body 
Well, more so his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all everything he's seen. I'm assuming it's just his head. He didn't see his whole body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he takes his hat off and he said his head. His description was he's he was as bald as an egg. <laughs> That sounds funny, but he said he had no hair on his head, he had no eyebrows, he had no eyelashes, nothing. Right. And his eyes were just big, almost like he had no eyelids, because he was just constantly staring at him and did not blink once. And when he finally, you know, kind of gets to asking about this whole, you know, his research and stuff, he asks him a question he asks him do you know who barney hill is are you familiar with barney hill and he said yeah you know i i, I believe i know who you're talking about mm-hmm. and he he said he was a actually a a really famous um ab- abduction you know that abductee. happened yeah an abductee uh, he was really well known and he said yeah you know I, i'm familiar with uh, barney hill he said i think he just passed away not too long ago and he said, you're correct. He, he passed away. And he... That's so strange. Yeah. That's what he asked him. And then he says, you have two coins in your pocket. He says, you know, yeah, I do. He says, he asked him to take one of them out. So he pulls out a penny and he, and he goes to hand it to this guy. And this guy doesn't, doesn't take it. He just tells him to stare at the penny. And so he looks at the penny and he said that it started turning a silverish color. And then it started kind of getting blurry and it turned a light blue and it basically just disappeared within his fingers. Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he goes on to say, Barney Hill had no heart. He said when he died, he had no heart. He was without a heart. Just like you're without a coin. That's ugly. It's yeah. like he made his heart disappear. Yeah, that's basically what he was getting at. Was that that's how he died. Like a, a threat. It was like a threat, yeah. And he goes on to say, I suggest you stop researching this and get rid of all your research. <laughs> it has got the chills. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he showed him what he can do. And then Hopkins went on to burn his entire collection. Yeah. But before that happened, he... um. You know, he noticed, like, after he says that, he he was wearing gray gloves. And he goes and kind of wipes by his mouth. Now, this is, like, one thing I I left out was he had no hair on his face, no eyebrows, no eyelids. Or his body. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On his head. But his lips were really bright red. Right. And he said when he went to wipe by his mouth, something smeared off on his fingers. Like, it looked like lipstick. Said, okay, that's strange. But when he he wiped by his mouth, he noticed he didn't even have lips. He just had lipstick around where his lips should be. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, that's ugly. And so, you know, he makes his threat and he gets up to walk out. But before he does, he said, like, the last words he said was, you know, I suggest you get rid of all this um, research you're doing and stop, you know, looking into this. And when he was saying that, he said his voice started sounding funny, like it was dying down. Oh, strange. And the whole time he was talking, he said it almost like sound metallic every now and then, like a robot. Right. And he gets up to leave and he says, you know, I got to go. And he says, oh, my energy's running low. And he said his voice started dying down. That's like the exact same story that mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. And he said he walks toward the door really fast. And he said this guy was moving quick. 
and he said he went down and he walked down his driveway and he started walking down the road and he said then he saw a bright light and he said and that guy walked toward the light and then he was gone I said there was no cars no nothing there was no car out there now it's almost like that this this being Mm -hmm. was at his doorstep and was trying to conduct himself in a manner of like a human yeah of where if I go knock on this human's door, then supposedly and all supposedly hu- yeah supposedly <laughs> in all human conduct that the the person would let me in yeah like I I should be invited into this person's house just like he's asking rhetorical questions like he knows this he knows yeah, he, he knows, this. knows the answers yeah so it's like he goes to the door um basically thinking he's gonna let him inside so he's mm-hmm. like asking him if he'll let him inside yeah. And then I was asking you before as as well as like when there's all these abductions and they have these experiments done on them. I mean, some horrific stories. I just came across one that was done in Canada and it was disgusting looking. <laughs> this guy had a real photo. This guy's stomach's all tore up and everything. Oh, God, yeah, I remember seeing that. And, but he's alive. But it was like a bunch of burns and crap. But it's like, is it the same way that they're researching the human body, like biology, is... These men in black visiting homes and things of that nature and only talking to people who are susceptible to abduction. Because that's kind of one of the theories, too, is like when you're attuned to this, maybe you're more susceptible to actually contacting them. Mm-hmm. There was a documentary done with, uh, I forgot his name, but it was a, a documentary on Netflix called um, Extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyways, this guy does music and he does music in a sense of trying to contact these beings. But he said he always knows when there's a UFO outside because he feels like he needs to go outside. Yeah, that was even described in some of these stories. Yeah, it's like they're calling him to go look outside. But it's like the same way they're doing all these experiments. It's almost like these men in black experiments, experiences are almost like an experiment in and of itself. It's Mm -hmm. like they're trying to see how people react react or act in -hmm. their presence. And it's like, do is like, is that one of their studies? Is like they're trying to study more of like the their reactions, and personalities, stuff. and things of that nature. Is that part of their study? Mm-hmm. And if they, I don't know, had this whole thought thought out, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's basically what it is. Like, is yeah. it part of one of their studies? Is like an abduction, but they're actually coming to your house and talking yeah, see to you. See how you react to a threat, right? See how you react to coming face to face with somebody like that. Or how you recall certain occurrences and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like most of these um stories, they already knew what happened, even if there was nobody around. When if it was a, a single person that saw a UFO, he said that, you know, later on he would have an encounter with a men in black and he wouldn't even say one word. This guy would this guy that was dressed in black would tell him what happened. Showing strange. him that I know more about this than you think I do. Kind of like he was there. Almost like I was there. Right. And or reading his mind. Yeah. Which is like one of... It's, I make myself sound like a nut when I say that correct. <laughs> but there's a story like that. It's like the... Um, the one in the hotel. Niagara Falls. Yeah. So okay. the, there's this famous story that took place in Niagara Falls. And I mean, we were watching this last night. Yeah, and we were fortunate enough to come across a video of where they kept replaying this over and over and over again while they're talking about it. Now this is supposed to be like one of the only real known footage of a Men in Black right. encounter. Yeah, right. 
And the thing about this piece of footage is there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different little details to this, this, um, this event that happened inside of Niagara Falls in this hotel that kind of paint a picture of like, this is really strange, but also dark. Yeah. And these beings are basically, there's a pattern from all these men in black stories up until this point. Yeah. But you actually get to see these beings. It's just, it's, they look very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's like not the clearest video, but what's intimidating about them is they're massive. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's the right word for it is they're, they're intimidating. Yeah. And so the story goes, and this is actually, there's an actual real account. There's, there was a UFO sighting in Niagara Falls. I believe it was like three years ago, maybe like 2017. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, this hotel staff is their focal point of this men in black. And the men in black go to this hotel looking for a certain person. He must have been either a manager or a security. Mm, or the head of security. Right. And they're looking for this guy. And the the clerk working the front desk calls this manager and tells him. And she's freaking out. And there's an actual audio of her. And we'll probably maybe put that into this, this podcast. One of my bellmen approached me. And he kind of had a weird look on his face. And he said to me, uh, can we go in your office and talk? I brought him into my office, and he says, uh, something really weird happened here yesterday, and, and uh, you weren't here. He said, uh, there's a couple guys in here looking for you. And I said, a couple guys? What do you mean? And he said, well, um, this is really hard for me to say. He said, but there's a couple really strange-looking men that were here, and they kind of freaked everybody out, and... They were asking questions about you. And, of course, now I'm getting a little bit nervous, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, they were, he goes, I don't know how to describe them except for extremely odd-looking. They were really, really tall, he said, and they were identical height. They were the exact same height. They were wearing the exact same clothes, and they had the exact same faces, like they were twins. And he said they were wearing black suits, black trench coats. They were wearing, like, the old-fashioned uh, Federal hats. They had extremely, extremely pale skin. And he said they came in, and they looked around a little bit, and they asked for you. And I said, I'm sorry, he's actually not working today. And it seemed like they didn't believe me, so they started to walk around the hotel and Shortly after, they went to the tour desk, and he goes, I got busy. I started to have to bring cars around and get luggage, and by the time I came back, they were gone. But he goes, they freaked me out, and I really wanted to tell you that there were these weird guys in here looking for you. So, of course, now I'm a little bit skeptical and a little bit freaked out all at the same time. So the first thing I do is I run into my security office, because I know how to work the security system, and I rewound the cameras, and sure enough, there, here comes two gentlemen through the front door looking exactly how he described. Then the next day, I was talking with my uh, tour guest, and one of them um, asked to talk to me. She came in my office, the same as my bellman, and she said, I need to tell you about something that happened. 
I heard that you heard that there were some men looking for you. And I said, yes. And she said, they asked a few questions about you and they said strange things that I didn't understand. And they were talking about governments and conspiracies and none of it made any sense to me. But she goes, they were very, very scary. And I said, well, why were they scary? And she said, they had no facial hair, none. She said they had no eyebrows, no eyelashes, nothing. Their hair looked like they had a wig on, like it was attached to their hat, like it wasn't even real. And she said, and the scariest thing, their eyes were so big and so blue that they almost hypnotized me a little bit. And she goes, and you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you this, but I swear they knew what I was thinking. I swear. And I don't think I'm crazy, but I don't even know how they could do it. And I don't know why I'm even telling you this. She goes, so I started to think about things other than you. And I don't even know if it worked. And she started to cry. And she said one more thing before she left. She said, these men, they didn't blink. Not once did I see them blink. And she's freaking out about this thing. And she's saying that these men these men came in, they had no eyelashes. No the, eyebrows. Yeah, no eyebrows. And the thing about them was in this story in this story <laughs> is they're wearing hats. Now these hats aren't Well, they they've always like mostly wear hats. Yeah, but the the certain hats that they wear aren't really worn in modern times. Yeah. They're old hats. I forgot what they call them, but they're, they're you don't see those hats anywhere mm-hmm. anymore. It's like old school, like mobster style <laughs> kind of yeah. hats. And she said that it, it was almost like their hats were connected to their hair. Yeah. So they had hair, but it looked like wigs. Said so it didn't look right. Yeah. It looked like it was connected to the hats that they were wearing. It's like, how does that even look? <laughs> I don't, I've been trying to picture that ever since I saw this All video. All I see is like... <laughs> I don't know what I see. I, know what like I picture? horrible haircut. Know what I picture? Is I went to a garage sale today. Now it just bring a... That's what I was thinking when I was there. As I look at the bottom of this big old barrel, and there's nothing but wigs at the bottom <laughs> of this barrel. I didn't take one of it in one of the... <laughs> But um, she says that also that their eyes were massive. Yeah. And the bluest of blue eyes. And they did not blink. Yeah. The entire time. They're almost like hypnotizing. Yeah. And that's one of her words that she put in her statement was like she felt like she was being hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And not only that, she felt like they're reading her mind. Now she calls the manager and tells him all this. There is an actual piece of footage that we're talking about, and these men walk through the door, and they are massive. They're huge. I yeah. mean, they their shoulders are broad. Yeah, they're wearing these long trench trench coats. There's a bellboy that approaches them just before they enter the the door, and he gets the hell out of the yeah, way. Yeah, immediately <laughs> he goes left, right to the wall. <laughs> He's like walking out, like all casual, and the second they step foot in the the other door, the main door, he just jets to the left and that's the thing about them too is uh, just thinking about this video is that they had no intention of getting out of his way yeah they just don't no, keep on walking yeah it's like no it's like what what would happen if he actually just stood there yeah it's like they were walking really quickly and they had no intention of like excuse me whatever they just like <laughs> <laughs> they just kept no their, excuse me 
They're basically like walking with purpose into this building mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah, they literally look like they're on a mission. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, the more and more you watch this video and play it back, it's it's the strangest thing in the world. And there was reports from not only hotel staff, but hotel guests complaining to the staff the staff saying that these men are creeping them out and yeah. they were being they were actually being intimidating after a while yeah because they weren't getting their way with the clerk or anything yeah they were trying to find this guy right yeah they were doing like all over this freaking building trying to find him now the funny thing is is you see them enter this hotel but there's no other footage of them leaving this hotel right that's it it's yeah. just them coming in you, you never see them leave this is why they, they only put out that footage. They're saying that there's there's nothing else. There's no other footage of them, you know, leaving this place or anything. I mean, if you were to be a hoaxer, I mean, you would at least see it all the way through to the end of where yeah. they leave the building. Because, I mean, if you, especially if you're um, a visual person or if you're a person who's trying to direct something, you want to see it till the end and actually give an ending to the story. Yeah. And I believe that's how they would have would have tried to orchestrate this hoax of trying to give an ending to the story of they leave the building. But in this, in this instance, they don't leave. Mm -mm. It's like, where yeah. did they go? Yeah, they just disappear. Right. Yeah. They just see, they saw them walking away and then they were gone. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, it, is, it is weird. And the, now there's like a few other stories about this. Like there was one guy saying that, he was confronting by or confronted by these men in black years ago, like around sometime around the first sightings. And Dan he, Aykroyd. He described no. <laughs> he described them as they weren't even touching the ground. Oh, strange. They're two feet above the ground. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what I mean. There's like paranormal elements to some of these stories. Like it wasn't just a guy that comes up and say, "Hey, you like <laughs> stop looking into this, or I'm gonna kick your ass." You know? <laughs> no, he was That's like literally like threatening your life. Like you know what, your family's gonna be in trouble. You're gonna be in trouble if you don't, you know, get rid of this stuff. Right. But he does it in a way that's just creepy. That's. That's like, that's basically is what they're they've been doing in all of these stories is that are being intimidating. Yeah. They're trying to deter you from the trail, whatever that they may either, be. They either want your research or whatever you found or your photos, or they want you to destroy them and stop talking about this. There was even one guy that he had, um, I think he was, he always had a newsletter that he sent out. Right. He had a bunch of subscriptions, you know, and he'd send out this newsletter that had to do with like UFOs and this and that. And he claimed that he had something really big that he was going to put out. You know, it was going to be groundbreaking. And he, before he sent this out, you know, he was confronted by these men in black that told him that he needs to stop or, you know, something's going to happen to him. They threatened him, you know, they threatened his life and he burned everything. He got rid of it all. He stopped doing this whole newsletter and all of that. You know, he just gave it all up. And they said, his family said that he had, um, he lived his life like in fear. His, the rest of his life, they said ever since that encounter, it changed him. He always had constant anxiety. He was always looking over his shoulder. He was always paranoid. And he got phone calls every day, every single day from an unknown caller. 
and he just died like not too long ago. How old? I think it was like 2002 was when he finally died. Do you know how old he was? I don't, but he he lived a long life. He he said that you know he would even answer the phone and there'd be nobody on the other line, no answer, no nothing, and that would happen constantly. It's the second time you gave me the chills today. It's, it's, it's basically like them them saying I'm still watching you. you know? Oh my god! <laughs> now it's stories like that that I like. Is like there's actually family there. Yeah. There's there's footage there of Niagara Falls. And those are the ones that I like because it's like you're creep- it's not just one person coming out saying, "Hey, I saw this guy." He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was uh, big and scary, and he yeah. looked like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's like one of the descriptions that are saying like their skin almost looked fake, like it was pale and it looked almost plastic, like porcelain, like yeah, or porcelain, like plastic, yeah, like a walking ventriloquist doll. That's just ugly to think about, that is especially disgusting. if it's bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, oh my god, the 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 thing that I was doing to myself this morning too was, I never do this to myself. I well I well I sometimes do this, actually do this, but I never actually picture something in my house. You know what I mean? Is where I was standing by the the TV and I'm just sitting there watching, and then I kept looking back to where I usually sit, and for some reason I was picturing you as this freaking thing. But then then again <laughs> <laughs> then again I kept picturing like a like how would this thing look? And I just remember like picturing this thing like massive sitting inside that chair and it just that's and that was before I went to the bedroom to turn on Bob's burgers and it just <laughs> freaked me out. <laughs> that's ugly. There was even a another story where this guy said that after he made his threats, you know, and all that, telling him to stop looking into this and stop researching this, he said he just stared at him in in his eyes. He said he stared at him and his eyes lit up like flashlights. Oh, it's ugly. That's Just like glowing car- that's white like lights. Cartoon, cartoonish. Yeah, and he said like he couldn't look away. He said he was staring him in the eyes. He couldn't look away, and he said he felt the top of his eyes like aching and burning. Whoa. I don't know what the point of that was, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that's that's creepy though. It's like they that's. I mean, it's like uh, who framed Robert framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, yeah, kind of cartoon nightmare <laughs> yeah. deal. That's disgusting. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just never. It's not always with that, anything that has to do with UFOs or aliens. You or, were talking you know, about Mothman. Yeah, it's and usually it's anything paranormal. You know, there's um, you know accounts that happen that when somebody saw something paranormal or even um, poltergeist activity. They had an encounter with two or three men in black, black suits, those weird hats that they wore back in the day. And they said the only thing that wasn't black on them was their shirt. They had like a white shirt, a black tie, a black suit, you know, just, and they had all, all the same description, no eyelashes, no eyebrows, and they just looked fake. Now that's kind of one of the things that was like, now you're getting into a field of, um, now you're kind of triggering things some things in my head like what of now i always had this theory going back to like our first season of how um aliens could be like a, a portion of demons yeah of how alien or angels are laid out in a in a in a certain hierarchy that they're 
different ranks and they have different purposes and uh, different looks and things of nature. Yeah. Of where there is a division of angels where they actually look like human beings and they're the only ones that deal with humanity, which means they you can see an angel. Okay, so right? now, are you thinking like um, since the devil like so supposedly mirrors everything, mirrors everything God does, but in his own way, right? That he would have his own set of angels, right? That so if humanity. there if there are things like poltergeists and demons like that, and they're all laid out in certain different um, um, ways of being, then maybe there's a portion that is human, humanoid. That only deals with humanity. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, there's archangels that deal with, like, warfare. Yeah. Then there's, like, other demons that deal with warfare. Then there's these disembodied spirits, which are basically, like, these demons and ghosts and things like people yeah. come across and poltergeist. And then now you're getting into the more physical realm of where there's, they're actually humanoids. Yeah. Kind of deal. So they look like humans and they only deal with humans. Right. Okay. And now there's all these other things like grays that and things. That just made it that much creepier. To yeah. Think about. <laughs> and now there's like these grays and things and UFOs yeah. and things like in that nature. And only these things are cited in those, in those crafts. Yeah. Of why don't you see a men in black humanoid type, type of deal, especially with abductions inside of these crafts? Mm-hmm. Why are they always grays or why are they always like reptilian like beings? Why aren't they humanoid? Now, a lot of times people actually... You mean like in the movies? Right. Every time an alien comes from some someplace else, it looks like a person. <laughs> right. Like, I was like, that's just lazy writing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that's... that's. I don't want to jump into like a whole series of like why I think that way. It's like I don't have the thought totally thought out yet. It's like I got to think about that crap and try to like read <laughs> all this stuff. But it's, it kind of triggers that thought of like if there's a rank there, then there's a rank here. And is that possible? Possibly one of the rings is this okay. men in black type figure, a humanoid. It's just trying so hard to look human. Right. Yeah. But it can't quite nail it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because there's things, um, especially uh, demonic, that actually mimic uh, or mimic personalities and things yeah. of that nature. Was, why is it trying so hard to mimic personalities? Maybe it wasn't attached to anybody yet. Mm-hmm. Or got their personality, whatever, or learned that way. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think I know what you're saying. Okay, so um, there's also these um, these things I want to get into, possibly in the next podcast. I think this is going to probably turn into like a mini series of us diving into because I mean, especially when we get into the UFO phenomena, this is like our playground. It's like we have all these stories we can recall, and we try to jump into these and try to like. Not only research these in a way that we can articulate into that into a podcast and get a thought out, but actually dissect those. Mm. And now there's an account of an actual psychologist who only dealt with abductees. And I think that this was portrayed in The Fourth Kind. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I want to get into those, if I can see if I can find some sort of things on that doctor. And possibly start dissecting those stories and how she was, or she or he was, dealing with these abductees mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Okay, yeah. Because there's also men in black experiences that were that were that she was talking to these patients with, and when she talked to them about them, they would start freaking out and yeah. screaming. Yeah, it's like they they started remembering, right? Yeah, like and when they get hypnotized. 
Right. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they start seeing what, um, like if you watch the fourth kind, if you haven't watched it, it's insane, but they would, um, see these animals like an owl or something. Right. You know, but that's just what they wanted you to remember. They kind of, um, basically hid themselves in your memory. Like, a, and when this person would hypnotize them, they started getting those real memories back and seeing what it really was that they saw. And that scared the hell out of them. That is now the third time you gave me the chills to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this stuff just gets to me in a way. It's like, it's ugly. You know what? Creeps, my worst fear. I don't have much fear. It's the thought. Like if this is really real, it, that is just creepy. Right. And it is four o'clock right now and I have to go home. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more thing. It's just, and, and walk at my walk to my door. It's, <laughs> it's like dead silent outside. And, right. So it's like my worst fear. I don't have too many fears that I actually like fear, mm-hmm. but there was a scene in the fourth kind of spoiler of where she goes. This is the doctor. She's interviewing people. She's yeah. not an abductee. Yeah. She goes back to her tapes trying to review some old um, um, audio and she hears an audio of herself. Yeah. And she's screaming and she's freaking out because she sees something inside of her house. Yeah. She doesn't remember this. It's like they erase your memory. Right. And that's my worst fear is like. I mean, not with that stupid little friggin' neuralizer thing on Men in Black. God, I just saw a stupid Men. <laughs> you got to bring that back up because <laughs> we shared a, um, a video. We talked about this video a while back. If you look back um, on our last Alien podcasts, right? It was about that this man, oh, or God, this man this guy just in black, off. walks into this building and basically convinces his girl to go with him, and she was never seen again. Right. Like she was hesitant at first and she, I think she pulled a gun out or something, didn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. And then he just motions his hand a certain way. And then she's just totally susceptible to anything he says. And she leaves and disappears. And that was supposedly a, uh, you know, real footage, but he just came across a video that just made me laugh. <laughs> it pissed me off. It's the because same person. We did a podcast about it. We talked about it, but we brought it up on a podcast. Then yeah. again, back then we weren't really looking at things like uh, skeptical. I mean, we, we were, were just like, like, oh, look at this one, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I came across the same kind of video, the same voice narrating this thing, and this man in black comes in. You can see this guy much more clear than you can in that other video, by the way. The other one looked way more creepy than this one. But there's a lady sitting there, and you can tell she's, like, um, just doing the gestures. She's probably not even talking or arguing with him. She's just, like, doing the gestures <laughs> like she is, like, whatever. And then he comes around the desk, and then he goes into his pocket like this. And he pulls out a little thing and flashes her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's, like, done. And then she gets up like she like he has control of her, oh, and then he he does this weird thing like this, like over his like pelvic bone, yeah, which is the sign language for a vagina. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time, and then it it hit me. It's like we did a podcast about that. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast, but yeah, like uh, that's what I mean. Like, there's oh, videos. Like that. I was all, I was already skeptical about that one, but I was like, you brought it up, and I just had to see it, and I was like, oh yeah, we'll bring that up and talk about it, and just it was hilarious. But but one thing that kind of um, was similar to um, the story about Niagara Falls and these guys coming in and how massive they were, right? 
it reminded me of Dan Aykroyd's story. Right. He said when he saw this man in black, he got out of that, that sedan and he said he was huge. Right. Oh, right. He was like, yeah, a, he said he was like he said a football he was, player. He said he was ginormous. Like he said right. he was really big. He said and he just gave him a dirty look and he said he glanced away and looked back and this guy was gone. This car was gone. And he said that there was no way he could have, you know, sped down the street or flipped a U-turn and went the other way. He would have heard the ribbing of the engine, you know, or the, the squealing of the tires. He would have saw this thing take off. He said that, you know, this was kind of some kind of cloaked vehicle of some right. sort. And he, he knows that was this like was on a, a main a, street, a real men in black encounter. Right. Yeah. And it, man, this is, this guy's worth like what? A hundred and something million dollars. Yeah, he has no, $200 million. Yeah. No reason to yeah. fake a no story. No reason like to like, you'd lose all credibility. Yeah. Right. And he just, yeah. And he was actually filming a documentary about this and he had like all these people that were experts in their fields. It was called out there. I watched it out there. And he, you know, he was literally about 30 episodes deep in this thing. And they just stop it right there. Right. Yeah. Like maybe an hour or so after he saw that. I believe he put out the film. He was talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he said that, um, they got a call and they just said, no, you know, we're not doing this. And he had to deal with the sci-fi channel. And oh, the right. reason, if you look it up, the reason why they say they canceled this was creative differences. Right. Now, why would you wait 30 episodes in when this thing was already going? You put all that money into it to end it over creative differences. On the same day that he yeah. saw Men in Black. They tried to say that they, they, they wanted this thing to be funny. They wanted it to be like, you know, oh, funny and blah, 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 whatever, because he's, you know, he's a funny guy. He's a comedian, you know, right. Saturday Night Live, all of that. And he said, no, he said, I want this to be serious. I want this to be a serious documentary. And they fund this thing. And they go 30 episodes in, and then all of a sudden, no, I changed my mind. And they wow. don't want to do it. Now, why do you think they changed their mind? The men in black. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just, it just does, it's odd. It just doesn't make sense. Like right. You think they wait that long to where he's filming his last interview with somebody that was supposed to bring up something groundbreaking, and they just end it all of a sudden. That's so strange. Literally. About I think he went through with actually recording with that dude too, didn't he? Uh, no, I don't think that he, he did. He didn't? I don't believe so. But that guy did go out and he, you know, he did a lot of, you know, um, conferences and all of that and spoke and everything. So you could find his, um, his interviews. I can't right. remember his name, but it's just funny how that all happened after he saw this guy in that sedan. That is funny. Yeah. Now we're actually going to start doing um, possibly a series on also included in this. this I just um, nailed my tooth with that cup. Tim <laughs> <laughs> must be tired. I tink of this. Um, <laughs> I want to watch back. And look at it's look it's at literally it. like four twenty in the morning right now because we we had a podcast already pretty much filmed out and everything was going wrong. Like everything. Was oh my going god. Wrong. My ring broke for yeah, one. Broke a literally a dinosaur bone. Ring. Dinosaur bone. <laughs> we gotta put all these stuff. Those uh, like everything was going wrong. We're trying to film this podcast tonight. The camera shut off on us and difficulties with the the mics, know, the mics, and 
the dot the animals going nuts. This whole day has been weird. Yeah, this whole day was just it was a fill. I can <laughs> see the hairs on your on your on your uh your face they're standing up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fill, but you know what? We just, we just had to get it done tonight. Now there's I just want to mention this so just so I don't forget it is in one of these upcoming episodes there's also an author that has been visited by almost like men in black but they're not. They're children. Yeah. And he gets his calls intercepted all the time. And they, I mean, there is a, an actual real recording. This is real. And he has photos. Yeah, photos. And, and he had um, encounters in his conferences. Oh, God, disgusting encounters. Anyways, he has photos of um, a girl of who he believes he was actually talking to on the phone who intercepted his phone call with his wife. And she calls herself Aurora. And there's another, there's other people with her that she's introducing to him. And he talks to this being on the phone all the time. Yeah. She intercepts his calls. Yeah. And it's, and it's all crackly and everything, but she can hear her and she's like invested into the conversation. Yeah. Or every time he goes to take a picture, you know, he's outside, he goes to take a picture. Oh, disgusting. They're watching him. Anytime. You can see any, them hiding. Anytime my window's cracked open this much, that's what I think about is that little girl. Oh, that's just ugly. Because I don't, it, the just gave myself the creeps because yeah. I have to go home at 4 <laughs> He was outside and he was just taking pictures of his flowers and he caught this angelic like girl with big eyes yeah. and blonde hair and she's just a, a little girl and yeah. there is no one in his in his yard yeah <laughs> i'll end with that yeah. <laughs> just get into that one disgusting yeah okay is that it is that all you got yeah i mean we just, just kind of winged this episode because uh we were just trying to get to it and it's like it's early in the morning <laughs> oh, god <laughs> yeah this podcast, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Fallen Hour, on YouTube at Fallen Hour. That is patreon.com slash Fallen Hour. We have a lot of uh, cool stuff coming at you. My name is Cedele Nick. This is Marcus, and you are listening to Fallen Hour Radio. Gotta creep myself out.